Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. You're going to hear a, a cracker of a show with a brilliant comeback, a debut, not really a debut because it's just been away for a while, but Toasty Tuesday's back. I think you can have a second debut. Roy, uh, if you want to talk football for a second, Roy Hodgson's having a second debut at Crystal Palace, so that's a comeback. I'm sure Palace fans are absolutely over the moon about it. Hopefully a bit more of a positive response to the return of Toasty Tuesday. <laughs> but without, without doing a spoiler, Richie and I, as we're, we're recording this at the end of the show now, but... Uh, we've eaten something that I'm concerned that we're never going to get the taste of it out of our mouths ever, ever again. But I would also say that what we've eaten has made me feel alive. It does. It makes me feel alive as well. But will we crash the other side of it? Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to kiss you. Really? This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Now, look, we hope you've had a good day. And if you have had a good day, good for you. But not everyone's had a blinder today. That's why this first hour of the show, we wanted to put cards on the table and find out who has had to do the most boring task today in a feature that we're going to call Terrible Tasks. Terrible, terrible, terrible tasks. So today, terrible task, I had to walk 50 minutes each way into South End with uh, my youngest daughter Stella to pick up a Wi-Fi booster that I'd missed the delivery of by seconds. I actually <laughs> didn't know I was in the house. But they left it in our recycling. Well, they, didn't, they left a little note in the recycling bin saying after then going to South End to get it uh, at the laugh a minute post office sorting <laughs> warehouse thing. We've got about fifteen different bits of documentation. Uh, then the buses were off on the way back, so mm-hmm. I couldn't get a bus because they've got to do another fifty-minute walk back. Fifty-minute all the way wow. back. I, mean, I don't mind walking that far if I was going to go to like a, a music festival yeah. or something. But also, I, I don't want to get stuck in it as well. But the state of the pavements and that as well when you're pushing a buggy along, yeah. ter- it's a terrible task. It's a terrible task. So I'm going to put out there: if anyone can beat that, terrible task. Tell us about it. Uh, well. I reckon I might be able to pretty quickly. Imagine a scenario where yesterday you went to the garden centre because you needed to get some moss killer. I can't imagine a situation like that, but yeah, I'll play (laughs) along for a second. For you personally, no, I can't either. (laughs) So imagine you've gone and done that and you got home yesterday, thought you'd bought the right box, and then you've gone through the entire box of moss killer but only done half the lawn. But you think to yourself, that's all right, I'll go back tomorrow and get some more moss killer. But the next day, you haven't got the car. So you've got to walk up to the garden centre, but you're thinking that muscular is going to be quite heavy to come back with. So you go to the shed and get out the old, well, shall one say, senior person's shopping trolley. Orthopaedic trolley. <laughs> and have to walk up to the shopping centre uh, with that, come back from the garden centre with the muscular, do the second half of the lawn. Can I just say, I saw your Instagram video of you pulling your shopping trolley along. Thank you. Earlier on today. And if I was still on a school bus, I'd have hammered the windows and shouted at you when we'd gone by. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I would have hammered the windows. <laughs> Abigail says, I'm chasing up two missing connect plates from my husband's squat stand. They were missing. <laughs> what is a squat stand? Why is he doing that? But they, they were missing last Friday when it was delivered. So look, terrible tasks. Abigail, back, get back in touch because that's unresolved. <laughs> Our very own Hattie from Make Me a Winner has uh, tweeted us to say, I had to do the same yesterday, but to collect from a neighbour, it turns out the said telephone communications company are setting up the broadband at my neighbour's address instead of mine. Ouch! How annoying is that? Uh, measuring moisture levels in a motorhome, uh, says this tweet. They insist it's not a euphemism. Sounds like a Morrissey song. <laughs> Nick has tweeted he's been sent around a load of B&M stores today trying to find a type of puppy training pads uh, as his wow. local one was sold out. If you go into any B&M home bargain, absolutely jam-packed with nanas. <laughs> you can't move for nanas in there. I've never seen, if you're not even nowhere, where are all the nanas? <laughs> Middle of the day, where are the nanas gone? They're all in B&M. <laughs> oh, we've got Linda on the line. Linda, tell us about your terrible, terrible task. Oh, I did have a terrible task this morning. I got, I got up and I was eating my nice toast, egg on toast, ready to go to work. 
Right. And so my cat, Ozzy, who likes to hunt at night, had caught this most ginormous rat who did half of its head off. Oh, my Lord. Linda. So one of the eyes was bulging out. It put me off my egg, I'll be honest. I can can touch egg ever again. (laughs) So, yeah, so the the eyes hanging out, the the neck's been chewed, and, yeah, it's laying there, so... Tell us about your cat, because your cat, what's your cat called and what kind of cat is it? He's Aussie, a little black cat. He looks quite harmless, he's tiny. He sounds kind of fun and knockabout and, you know, like a a, a nice guy, but this is is pretty worrying (laughs) behaviour. So, Linda, the rat, what then happens? What did you do? You didn't just leave it there, surely? Well, no, sometimes I leave it because the magpie might eat it, but no, I couldn't. It's not really the the circle of life that they were singing about in The Lion King, was it, that chummy? Not really. Linda, one, one <laughs> other question, one final question. As a lover of poached eggs, uh, who's having poached eggs during the week, having the time to do poached eggs during the week? It's a weekend treat for me. How are you doing poached eggs on a weekday? How can you still be thinking about food? She's described that rat's death. Because <laughs> I love poached eggs. Well, as I'm talking about my poached eggs, I might be eating Pringles at the same time. So I'm vinegar Pringles, but... <laughs> wow, it hasn't really affected you at all, has it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a strong stomach, luckily. <laughs> so I had to I had to bury it vertically because it was so big, I dug a really deep hole, squashed his head in first. Oh, my God, Linda. <laughs> and the tail was still hanging out the top of the hole. Um, yeah, it was grim. It's a bit <laughs> well, listen, lovely. Well, I would say lovely to speak to you, but it's it's been it's been an experience. You take care. John in Liverpool says, I'm doing a clutch on a BMW Mini. That's an awful task. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? They got bad clutches or what? I don't, not known for not known for that as far as I'm aware. Yeah, what's it? Any mechanics listening to that? What's the problem with a clutch on a BMW Mini? Yeah, we want to hear more, please. Yeah, yeah, please. So this morning I had to walk 50 minutes each way into Southend to pick up a Wi-Fi booster that I'd narrowly missed the delivery of, uh, and it just took ages. And I still want to underline the point that uh, at the um, post office sorting centre or whatever, the electric door opens outwards. Is that's not what that's not right, is it? It shouldn't open. I, I would have hit me ele- in the face. You get electric doors sideways. Sideways. It's got to be yeah, sideways. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back down there tomorrow and I'll tell him. <laughs> but we're after uh, trying to find out who's done the most boring, uh, uninspiring task today. Paula says, terrible task. Uh, getting black mould off Velux window in bathroom after moving into new house. It's tedious, it's gross and it's horrible. Uh, Courtney has had to separate 40 attachments from an email so they can be sorted and processed correctly. Oh. That sounds horrendous. Awful. Uh, Rudy, terrible task. So I came to my car the other day uh, and I had a flat tyre, uh, so I changed it, just going to work and... Uh, and then I drove off with the lock and wheel nut key attached to my wheel. Um, got to the garage, got the car, got the uh, the tire repaired, and uh, they couldn't fit it because I lost the lock and wheel nut. Uh, then spent the rest of the day driving around alternative uh, garages trying to find a key that I'd fit, and then ended up uh, getting it ground off, and then having to go and buy a new set of lock and wheel nuts, which costed me an extra forty quid. Oh my. I mean, a fair play for... Cha- I don't. I couldn't change a tyre, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Really? I couldn't change a tyre on a car. You are kidding never me. Never been anywhere near changing a tyre no on a car. No way. Have you done it before? Yes, many. Well, I've never, never ever done it. So I, I, I'm, I'm respectful of you for that, but uh, having done, having aced it by changing it, you must be kicking yourself that you've forgotten where the key and bit is. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolute nightmare. I even spent the, uh, the rest of the evening um, going up and down 
the rolls uh, with my dog trying to find it in the, oh, the headshots no. on as well. Do you know what? As you were telling the only part of that story, I thought to myself, please don't say that you were going <laughs> looking for the locking wheel nut on the road. And I you did. have. Yeah, oh. Any joy? Yeah. No, no. Uh, which is pretty good because uh, I... Um, it was only afterwards uh, I went looking for it, so it would have just been an uh, insult to injury if I did find it. But is, 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 is now the it. point where you, you, you buy a scratch card? Because that's all your bad luck out of the way <laughs> in one go, isn't it? <laughs> Not in my case. And you could scratch the foil off with your new locking wheel nuts. There you are. I know. So, yeah, that's my tale. Martin says uh, earlier on today he had to f- uh, visit Tappy Carpets to get a laminate flooring quote. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, in the first half of the show, uh, a small little detail that I did share with you. Uh, for the second day running, I went to the garden centre to buy some moss killer because I'd not bought enough the previous day. It's a fascinating life that I lead. I am I am concerned by, like, if they're t- totaling that up in their mind, like the products you're buying in that bag <laughs> yeah. to and from. Are you going to get MI5? Very, very, very good point. Something's going on there. But when I went up there today, something struck me and I thought to myself do you know what I could move in here you could move into the garden centre I could move into the garden centre it does kind of bring back vibes of that film with Tom Hanks the terminal where he he lived in a terminal building uh, for, a, for a little while fella in the airport yeah, yeah. In the airport. It's, basically, it's a true story isn't it it is a true, true, story. true story absolutely so but honestly I love garden centres maybe it's just the age of life now it's just fantastic places to go around but it's got everything that you'd need there oh yeah wonderful garden furniture these most ornate sofas you know you've got all your comfort there you've got your soft furnishings that they sell it's not just about garden gardens and seeds, sell amazing barbecues that basically act as your kitchen, big urns to hide in. He's a good lad, isn't he, big urn? <laughs> big urn's a lovely bloke. But if, if, if the garden centre staff rumbled you and they're onto you, so those are big urns to hide in before they've then disappeared and not looking for you anymore. You've got your big water features that you yeah. could wash in. You could wash with soap bombs because they always sell those kind of things in there. Candles for the evening when they've gone off home and shut up for the night. How often are they trying to sell, every garden centre is always trying to sell a big oversized, uh, like, um, what do you call it, like a hop? Hot tub kind Hot of tub, with yeah. loads of lights and disco Absolutely, music. Absolutely, yeah, you could bathe Fire in those. Up. And, of course, goes without saying, they all have amazing cafes and selling loads of farm foods and stuff, so you're eating there as well. I put it to you, you could live in a garden centre. Imagine how much fun it would be when the lights go off, everyone, you know, uh, Jeanette's the last one to lock up, and then suddenly you flick all the lights on, make yourself a big jacket potato. <laughs> And, and do the thing where you put your key in the mouth of a Venus flytrap. That's as what an, I do in garden centres. As an aside, I might contact Tom Hanks's people and say, I think there's a second film here just called The Garden Centre. The Garden Centre would be so good to be quite but jealous. Think about it, though. Just, just suspend reality for a second. If you weren't to live in the home that you live in and you could move into another building, all right, whether it be a, a, a type of shop or a theatre or, or whatever, I don't know where you could live in theatres, where would you live? See, the place that I'm a bit obsessed with is from my childhood, so I don't even know if it's still around anymore, but it was a swimming pool from the 80s called the Swindon Oasis. Sounds great. So I grew up in Trowbridge in Wiltshire, so we used to go there occasionally. But it's like, you know one of them swimming pools from the 80s has got like 10 palm trees and beach inside? Yes. Wave machine on every 20 minutes with a a siren before it goes off. Brilliant. I just thought, clear this lot out. Yeah. 
this to myself would be amazing. Fantastic. You got the heat of I'd, a I'd be like a lotto well. winner the whole time. <laughs> this 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 tweet here, it, it became reality. When I was studying for some professional exams, I sometimes went into the office at the weekend to be free of distractions. And I have started as a result, once or twice, accidentally saying, I'm going back home when I've actually meant I'm going back to the office. I'm not proud of it. That's crossing the line, that is. It is, isn't it? I think it's, if you've got, like, a zip-up little travel bag with your toothbrush and, and shower stuff in it at work, that's when you know things are getting a bit... Absolutely. ...the terminal. Uh, I mentioned earlier on that I'd love to uh, live in a place that was from my childhood, and if it was still going anymore, the Swindon Oasis swimming pool. Yes. Uh, Chad in Trowbridge, Trovegas, says, I'm afraid the Oasis is long gone, and I've just checked it online now, closed in 2020. Oh, that's a shame. At least I've got the Tropicana in Western Superman. <laughs> Dawn is suggesting the zoo, once the lights go out, put the animals in clothes to freak the guests out. Put the animals in clothes? Well, she's saying giraffes in scarves, she's actually suggesting. Imagine trying to convince a gorilla to put a pair of jeans on. <laughs> Seriously, trust me, you'll love this. I'll do your belt. Uh, now, there's a little subtext to this whole thing. I, I've been obsessed with going and living in the Swindon Oasis, which yeah. turns out now defunct leisure centre. Sad news. Breaking news, though, uh, Andy in Chippenham says, announcement made today, would you believe, Swindon Oasis due to reopen in 2026. It's written in stars. Come on, it's going to happen. Move in, three years' time. We could do a gig from there. What about that? <laughs> 80s versus 90s, Swindon Oasis. Uh, Kate, where are you moving into? Uh, the bowling alley that I used to work at, which wow. was accidentally locked in once. <laughs> Well, she got locked in a bowling alley overnight and this has obviously uh, um, kindled your love for the place. What was so good about it? I think the fact that you've got the bowling, the amusement are arcade machines, and then you've also got the diner and the bar. So you've got alcohol, dancing, entertainment, and then sofas to sleep on. Oh, yeah, it's of got course. It all. Yeah, the, the, the little seating by the, the actual lanes themselves tuck up for the night. There. Yeah, and the machines will bring will set the pins back up for you and give you your ball back. You don't have to get out of your seat, really, bar bowling. Exactly. The, the sound system was amazing as well because the sound carried over 40 lanes. So if you, if you, get, if you get locked in a bowling alley and you work in a bowling alley, were you tempted yeah. to, to use uh, um, like non-official shoes to bowl in or did you still... <laughs> But, you know, being a company person, go and swap them out for a different pair. We were known after closing to slide ourselves in our socks down the bowling alley as human <laughs> bowling balls. Wow. wow. Bowling alley lock-ins. Got to get invited to one of them. To hell with the garden centre. <laughs> Laura is in Hailing Island. Oh, I... Says the range. Got everything there. Love it in there. You could live in You could live in the range. There's so much like, for a hobbyist, a hobby person. I know. I'm The amount of those plastic hobby box containers, I can put different board game counters in there. I'll be made up. And also, they've just got like they've still got shelves and shelves of, of curious DVDs to watch as well. Is there? At very reasonable prices. Last time I went in, yeah. We've got to get down there. <laughs> Trudy, where are you moving? Costco. <laughs> wow. Now, Costco, you can get anything but bigger than normal, right? Oh, my God. You can get anything in Costco. Absolutely anything. I remember getting a plate of meat, like a tray of meat in Costco, and it was just... I'd never seen a tray of meat that big before in my life. <laughs> So whereabouts are you basing yourself in the Costco? Where would be the living area then, Trudy? Well, one of the aisles with beds. I mean, they do beds, mattresses, pillows, 
cushions. They've got a good a JML the, um, style uh, slang kit kind of thing going on there. So we just walk around like that. We've got a few blankets from Costco. They're absolutely massive, quite heavy. You've but obviously thought nice. this through, Trudy. What about the family? What would the family have to say if you moved everyone into Costco? My son would love it. I think I think he saw on YouTube once some American kids build a fort and he kept it, it was begging me for weeks and weeks please can we go to Costco and build a fort out of toilet roll amazing that's living <laughs> I, yeah. I, the other bit that I remember because my parents used to run like a, like a, an old people's home so you get like access to cash and carries mm-hmm. and stuff like cash and carries are great mm-hmm. but the sweets in those places they're like oh, a, yeah. they're like industrial amounts of uh, you know like gobstoppers or, or uh, lollipops that kind of thing well pretty much everything is it <laughs> the is crisps, the sweets the biscuits um, toilet roll, you name it, they're big. It's a solid plan, Trudy. It's a very solid plan. The only downside to yeah. it is you would have to have a membership card for your own home. Oh, yeah, what about that? Um, well, we've got a membership card. Oh, we're well, you're so, fine. Yeah. You're fine. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Trudy. Yeah. Move in, Trudy. Take care. Thanks. Kyle would move into school. Constantly food in the canteen, comfy seats, swimming pool and a gym suite. Really? It wasn't like my school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever Kyle is in Aberdeen sounds like a nice one. Every time he sits down, the seats are too small for him. It just freak you out. <laughs> uh, where would you move to if you got the chance? David? Oh, Ikea. Definitely Ikea. OK, talk us through Ikea, because obviously sometimes it's a bit stressful, that, but you've got the whole place yourself. What are you doing in there? Well, you've still got to follow the yellow track, haven't you? Even if you're in on your own, you've still got to abide by the rules. It's not anarchy, um, is it? There's got to be rules. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you, you could change your bedroom every day. Yeah. You, know, you walk around and, you know, you, they've got a bit of everything, haven't they? Very good Have you point. Have yeah, <laughs> obviously got the food as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. And if you if you say you couldn't find the can opener, you could go down to the the ground floor, and there's just you can't move for different kitchen utility <laughs> items down yeah, there. But, I'd still have trouble finding it myself, though. I don't know about yourself. And then we're thinking about all the obvious sort of, like, displays and the canteens bits that they've got set up. But do you know, actually, when you just want a little bit of quiet, yeah. you can also just go down to the, the, the last bit where you just pick up all your, your cardboard boxes and just hide in one of those great big aisles. It's lovely down there. Yeah. The only thing is, though, have you tried reading one of their books? There's not much in them. Is that a dad joke? You, what have you... <laughs> it is, yeah. You got it in one. <laughs> it's at home on this show. <laughs> That is a te- that's a ter- I'm not having- I don't want to have out with him on here. That's a terrible joke. That oh, I thought it was alright. No, well, I mean, let's the audience. The audience. I, I, maybe I've been too harsh on him there, but eight, twelve, fifteen was that a terrible joke? <laughs> I'll text you. Yeah. This is the daily takeaway. Tuesday means Toasty Tuesday. It's back. The toasting machine has taken a break for a few weeks, a much-earned rest, but it's back and ready to toast again tonight. It is indeed. And David Coverdale is who we have to thank for uh, its glorious return tonight because it is him that has suggested on the Facebook page yesterday many, 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 many people coming forward with their suggestions. Borsat Aham. Borsat and Ham. Borsat. I mean, if you want to go full French, Borsat and Jambon. Well, I mean, it's straight out of La Rochelle from our trip over there, isn't it? Yeah. Who doesn't love Borsan as well? What a beautiful, beautiful thing that is. Should we uh, go back to the classic advert of our youths together? Three, two, one. Du vin, du du pain, pain, du du Borsan. It it was kind of a food version of Papa Nicole. So yes, we've, got, we've got some high-quality ham there. We have to give uh, kudos to our producer, Adem, for that as well. Yeah, prime cuts 
uh, wafer thin, honey roasted ham. Uh, actually, it's it's a club card one. So you say, okay. you know, it, it will be good. But he's, he always goes for a bargain. And the Borsan uh, together in toasty form, we will assemble. Isn't David Coverdale the lead singer of White Snake? Yes. Did he suggest? He's got in touch to suggest the toasty recipe. Is there that is. Right? Well, I think we have to assume he has. Yes. I mean, why? That's was, amazing. Why was he the actual David Coverdale not be following Absolute Radio on on Facebook and decide to suggest his recipe? It might be. It might be a ruse to ingratiate himself with us get his song next song played <laughs> yeah, or something absolutely. it's working because the toasty looks great uh, and David Coverdale has suggested a borsan and ham toasty which is what we're doing tonight so uh, we'll get underway uh, by of course first of all buttering the back of the bread it's very a- important isn't it the most critical thing that you do when you're making a toasty, because otherwise it's not going to slip back out of those hot beautiful grill plates the bit I'm looking forward to with this uh, borsan thing is is the application of the borsan, which is a, a paste-like cheese, into the inside of the toasty. Well, now, you see, here's the question, first of all. So now we're talking about the inside of the toasty. So do you think a base of uh, wafer-thin ham on each slice and then a great big dollop of borsan in between? What do you reckon? Almost. If the borsan is a circle, I'm thinking split that baby in half, one in each sandwich. OK, all right. And maybe that's too much. I don't know. Let's do it. It's what David would have wanted. Let's do it. That's a lot in one sandwich, my friend. Imagine Whitesnake are warming up for their gig or whatever tonight, and he's like, guys, you're not going to believe this. I uh, recommended a toasty uh, recipe to these, uh, these guys over in England. I, Is that how he sounds? I think we only need um, one half of the borsan. Okay, that's fair play. Yeah. because Oh, I forgot borsan's got little tiny herbs in it. Yeah, actually, no, I'm going to go with three quarters of the uh, borsan. We're just working this on the fly, guys. That's just how we do it. There's a lot of borsan in there. I think the English guys really, really enjoyed the toasty I suggested. Why I order? There we go. Right. <laughs> that looks that looks like a sandwich that I would I would definitely have on a hangover. <laughs> um, I've, I've put a lot of marge on it, stuck to the plate. It's now um, infused with uh, borsan. This is going to be absolutely gorgeous. We're going to be toasting in a second. There's a lot of ham hanging out the side of that, Richie. It's not a good look from here. <laughs> Before we get stuck into uh, tasting this toasty on Toasty Tuesday, I'm getting besieged by people <laughs> pointing out that David Coverdale from White Snake is English and not the American uh, New York impression I was doing earlier on because someone called David Coverdale has suggested this toasty we're about to eat, so I apologise. Uh, so we've had a lot of confirmation on that, but what we haven't had is anyone deny that this isn't David, actual David Coverdale, who has suggested borsan and ham so I'll, I'll do i'll do the hypothetical situation again david's warming up with white snake for a gig yeah. tonight and he's like joe you know what i've only gone and texted in a couple of guys <laughs> fantastic toasty and they're doing it tonight would you believe <laughs> whereabouts was that <laughs> let's get on it the gig guys did get a bit aussie didn't it right anyway look um <laughs> it's done and i have to tell you it wow. smells amazing what has happened to it because it's covered I'm in borsan re- i'm really sorry yours has wept that's lovely. Um, the, the, I, I put, I know, I've put too much borsan on, and and yours, it, it's it's wept from the middle. So what I've done to make up for that is I've spread it on top as a garnish. Okay, what's the the, to, the toasty machines in the other room now? Mm-hmm. That must be in all sorts of trouble, is it? It's a mess. Well, so you you actually pared it down from the amount that I was gonna I was gonna say put half the borsan each. Yeah, that would have been really bad, no, right? Uh, yeah, three quarters of the borsan has gone in this. I don't think there's enough ham in con- uh, compared to like. How much borsan? Oh, wow. We're getting a lot of love on, on Twitter. People who say this is their favourite um, toasty combination. Here we go. Right. Three, two, one. That's so good. It tastes like the kind of thing Keith Floyd would have had for breakfast. 
A massive bit of it just fell out the side of Richie's mouth. <laughs> Producer Molly is horrified. It's I have to spray first, some more Brazilian bum bum. It's her first one. She's never seen this before. Um, That's really good. There's nothing bad about that whatsoever. It's not as hot as I thought it was going to be. I was prepared for like a scalded roof of the tongue, roof of the mouth, tongue, anything, to be honest. All of the tongue. I'm speechless because my taste buds have worked overdrive. And, and I think Borsan has got the potential to be paired up with other things. You know, who's to say someone else won't work with Borsan? Chocolate! Well, not, that's not exactly what I was thinking, but... No. No, Cheese no. Cheese goes with chocolate, and also, um, very bespoke chocolatiers do garlic chocolate. Really? Yes! Heretic! Next week! Borsan and chocolate. chocolate. Oh, dear. It sounds like a terrible drum and bass act from the 90s. <laughs> uh, any other suggestions what we could toast next week? Uh, drop us a little message, and you can see the video of this recipe in all its glory on Twitter. We've eaten a hallucinogenic amount of borsan. <laughs> it's home time on a Tuesday night with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, yes, the toasty that was suggested by uh, David Coverdale. We've been trying to uh, uh, hone your impression. Saltburn by Sea, North Yorkshire. So uh... I've gone and what done is I've emailed in, right? I've emailed in one of my toasties. I put Borson in there, which is what I wouldn't use, but Bush and Ritchie, they've only gone and done it. Great apiths. Um And the calorific values. So a lot of people have been referring to the fact that we've never, ever actually done that. And obviously you have to provide that on menus these days. Oh, yes. What are we talking here? 270 calories, which is only just north of a Mars bar. I'll take that. This is Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. I just want to pick you up on something. Um, obviously, people have heard now how Toasty Tuesday went. You really did poo-poo the idea of, of garlic and chocolate. I, d- I just don't think that's that's not going to work, is it? Can you imagine it, what that looks like? It's one, of the, it's one of the few problems that you and I have regarding if we were to be a couple, and that is we both have very, very different tastes. I've got a sweet tooth. Yours is more savoury. Yeah, t- tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. But, but, th- but then maybe... Garlic chocolate would be something that would bond us because you've got your savoury in there, you got, I've got my sweet. How, how would it look then? In terms of a toasted sandwich, we, we know what the borsan looks like. Mm-hmm. That's like the paste. What are you doing, putting a chocolate bar on top of that? Or? Yeah, so it would be, uh, crucially, it would be 50-50 garlic chocolate. It, it's it's maverick, but that's that's what this show is all about. All right then, let's do it. Next week, yes. borsan and chocolate. Borsan is back, dairy milk chocolate, that's what's happening.